Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's Cow Daily, where we talk about all the good things. Today, we're going to talk about um, well, something we haven't done for a while, which is um, throw it out to use. So that's what we're doing, throwing it right out to you. So I've got a thread that I put on my social media on the Facebook page this time. Um, and I'm just going to click the links and see what it is you, you feel is most important. Thank you very much. So if you would like to go to patreon.com forward slash cow daily that's patreon.com forward slash cow daily for all your supporting of the independent media needs you can also gain access to the patrons forum via the patron app not discord we've sacked it off so um kev b i don't know if you saw that i, I told you that because you were in discord and it must have been like a ghost town so i download the app please everybody and um come and join me i see people are joining me in the comment as well also if you want to make one-off contribution to my work paypal link in description thank you very much everybody read what else we got tell you what we'll go straight into ravi let people arrive as they are let people get involved so i can have a drink a wonderful lemon balm Who's a boot? Who's a boot? Nice to see you, Glasgow. Good morning, Zoe. E right back at you. Joanne's in. Nice to see you, my friend. There's good to see you. I see people are starting to join. Bit of a lag on the stream today. Never mind, though. Never ye mind. give an early like and react and all of that that would be appreciated helps more people see it right that's tea done get straight into it i'm really keen to see what it is <coughs> that you want to talk about so we've added it let's go right what we've got right zoe is saying on there I haven't looked into this completely, but it is wild. What is wild? Bloody hell. Right, so let's have a look. What is wild? Take a little come up. Here it is. Right, so denying people, this is from Leilani Farha, at Leilani Farha on Twitter, people, denying people born in Palestine the right to put that as their place of birth on a Canadian passport is anti-Palestinian racism. Rectify this now and tagging in Trudeau and all of that. Okay, let's play the video. You better not get me to bother. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a look. Right, I don't know, is it in the thing? It is. Wonderful. Let's go. Uh, hold on, it's clicked out of a fucking TikTok video. Right. Just bear with us. I'll have to stop that doing a mad crash cut on TikTok. Do us a favor in the future, chaps, right? Divin, send us TikTok links because it's going to like just be an absolute mare because it just crash bang wallops everywhere. Right, I've got all pop-ups. Zoe, I'm going to bag that one off, mate, because... um. 
<laughs> it didn't start very well, but I, I kind of do TikTok stuff. It just like it pops up and it pops up and it's just like I'm putting it in the stream and it's going mad. So sorry, mate. Um, I'll have a look at that later and see if, see if I can do something with it on a future show. Right. Who's got some more links for us? Sorry, I did say links as well, chap. So Richard Weiser said global humanitarian crises other than Gaza and Ukraine. Let's have a look. Let's see what it's all about. Right, here we are. I shall go back to it. Mm-mm-mm. Right, 10 humanitarian things for Richard. Do we have it? We do. Breaking the silence. This is from careinternational.org. Breaking the silence. Hold on, I'll put it in a reader view and we'll see what it's all about, shall we? Right, we're back. Always better in reader view. So in 2023, there were 273,279 online articles worldwide about the new Barbie movie, but only 1,049 articles about the humanitarian crisis in Angola. Yet more than 7 million people have been affected by droughts, floods, and hunger in the southern African country. Angola is once again number one among the top 10 forgotten humanitarian crises that received the least media attention last year. For the eighth time, leading humanitarian organization CARE is publishing its Break in the Silence report to draw attention to these forgotten crises. Cool. Very happy about that. So let's rinse through it. So there's a list, 10 humanitarian crises that did not make the headlines in 2023. Angola, Aaron, we'll start from number 10. Zimbabwe, almost 8 million people affected by extreme poverty. Uganda, maternal mortality rate is 284 per 100,000 live births. What? Burkina Faso, 8.8 million people live below the poverty line. Cameroon, one in six people with humanitarian needs. Central African Republic, sixth highest child mortality rate in the world. Mauritania, one in four people live in poverty. Senegal, 1.4 million people affected by food insecurity. Burundi, 5.6 million children suffer from chronic malnutrition. Zambia, 1.35 million people have too little to eat. Angola, 7.3 million people with humanitarian needs. Bloody hell. I mean, there's a few things in terms of, I mean, they're all African countries for a start. And um, one of the things that like come out recently uh, there was a study that showed in Africa as a continent, 50% of COVID infections lead to long COVID. So that situation is going to be exacerbated and, and worsened by that and by the ongoing climate emergency. Um, crops are not just not going to grow. And it's one of the things that like our media, for whatever reason, don't seem to want to cover, um, which is those type of conditions are what are, are leading people they call them fighting age men and all of this crap to go to countries where they feel like they can earn some money and hopefully, pardon me, that was a burp central that I feel so disrespectful. Anyway, people head north, come to Europe because they're trying to send money home. The vast majority of people do not want to be um, anywhere near like the like our country, other European countries. They'd rather be around their family, same as anybody else. But unfortunately, their family are dying and malnourished. So they're going off and trying to remedy that. That's literally it. Like a lot of the time, you know, I mean, 
I saw something recently, like North Africa, Morocco is just, you know, there's there's not going to be a lot that's going to be able to grow there. I wonder what that's going to do in the Rift Mountains to all of the weed that grows there because it's one of the world's hashish production centers. But I digress. So that's the crack, really. I mean, I think, and I've thought about this recently, um, so thank you, Richard, for suggesting that article that we should be covering more of this stuff as well. So that's something that I'll definitely be looking to do. Um, it's just wild, isn't it? And I think that until we're analysis of all of the sort of refugee crisis and whatever includes this kind of factor, when I say we, I mean like the general discourse in society. I mean, we, we talk about it if you want to talk about us as a we. Yeah, but it's uh, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you do that yourself, wouldn't you? I tell you this now, if like um, it was the only way that I was able to get like food and a better life for my family, I'd do exactly the same. Exactly the same. And I bet many other people would too. So what else What else you got from your bloody smorgasbord? Right. What's on here? Do, do, do. Links. People are linking Gary's economics there. Very good. Zoe's got another one, and it's from Red Flare, so this should just open, hopefully. It is. Right. Come on, go to Reader View, please. Right, we're back. Here we are. By the way, apologies if you can hear the spin cycle of me washing machine, which is above my head. Um. It's doing my head in, but all I'll say is this. I didn't start that when I was about to record. <laughs> so, yeah, happy. No. What's it saying? How close to neo-Nazi terrorism is the new fascist homeland party, says Red Flare. Redflare.info. Um, Red Flare basically um, research and investigate the far right in the UK possibly abroad as well, I'm, I'm unsure, but definitely in the UK. So what it's saying here is, last month the Homeland Party became the first British fascist party to register with the Electoral Commission in over a decade. Homeland split from patriotic, patriotic alternative last year, which we reported on at the time, in an inaugural meeting held on the anniversary of Hitler's birthday. Wow. Homeland's chairman, Kenny Smith, said, optics will be a big focus as we essentially have a clean slate. The party's treasurer, Jerome O'Reilly, agreed. Homeland can have a squeaky clean media image from the start. Despite Homeland's effort to distance themselves from patriotic alternatives, more overt neo-Nazi politics and their rejection of labels such as fascist or far-right, some of the fledgling party's founding members have emerged as fanatical neo-Nazi from a fanatical neo-Nazi milieu within patriotic alternative with close ties to a group described by a judge as criminal and terrorist in its aspirations. There's a surprise. So anyway, Homeland, Simon Shepherd, Fascist Fitness and White Stag Athletic Club. This is interesting. And thanks for um, then and this, Zoe. I have been actually reading about this too. Um, it speaks to that wider infiltration in like different sort of spaces. So, you know, in the fitness space, but also the kind of crystal fash um, festival space as well um, and other spaces. It's, it's definitely part of a move towards um subtly or even not so subtly moving the needle towards the far right 
like getting on with people oh, i'm just like you i'm into this stuff too oh by the way what are your thoughts about immigrants it's the same old shit i mean you there's an old documentary about millwall in the 1970s the millwall fans like f troop and the, the treatment and all these they were like specifically targeted by the national front and there's a um the interview with one of the leaders of the national front talking in the 70s talking about how they were specifically looking to do that and how they hoped that would be the case that hasn't just went through football now because obviously these campaigns like kick racism out football all of that kind of thing um exist so i would suggest these numpties have went to other sort of sectors because they don't have kick racism out of bloody fitness clubs they don't have kick racism out of festivals I assume maybe these things will happen. But anyway, the article goes on. Simon Shepard, a former West Yorkshire local contact for PA, known by his online pseudonym, pseudonym Climbing Simon, is one of Homeland's founding members and one of its most visible. Prior to joining Homeland, Shepard had been active in PA's Yorkshire region for several years. We photographed Shepard at numerous PA national and regional events, and he was regularly visible in photographs published by PA Yorkshire taken across the region and beyond. There, oh God, there's a picture of them at Wild Boar Clough in the Peak District. I've been there. I actually used to run um, residentials in the Peak District. <laughs> so uh, I'm aware of the area. Interesting. Imagine bumping into them. <laughs> That'd be interesting, getting into it at the top of a mountain or, or a hill. Anyway, in PA, Shepherd was consi a consistent attendee of the group's fitness events in Yorkshire. These were organised by Jacob Buick from Sheffield. Buick is a former supporter of band neo-Nazi terrorist group National Action. PA's Yorkshire regional organiser Samuel Millier is another famous support, former supporter of NA. Hey, I'm reading like shit today. Apologies. Who was photographed marching and drinking with them. Infamously, Melia was photographed drinking with NA's leadership after the group was prescribed in 2016. Melia is currently awaiting sentencing, having recently been convicted of intent to stir up racial hatred. Pierre's national fitness officer at the time was a former member of NA, Christopher Kearney, known by his online pseudonym, Charlie Big Potatoes. This mob, right? I mean, we, we get the general um, sense of what's happening here. It's a big article, so I'm not going to include the whole thing in this. But as I said, these things are indeed... Hold on a minute, I've got something up on the screen here as well. Absolutely get off my screen. These things are um, deliberate, and they've been happening by the far right for a very, very long time. Now, one of the things I mentioned football just now, one of the things I was heartened to see just to um, come back from that is Blythe Spartans the rivals of Gator FC, my club, in the El Trampico derby. We're allowed to say that because we're from Gator and Blythe. We are the tramps. El Trampico. What I was really heartened to see this morning was football lads and lasses against fascism sharing, uh, um, sharing uh, some pictures of flags from Blythe Spartans. And apparently the younger fans have like, adopted anti-fascism and like the kind of ultra sort of scene as a result of that. Like Brigata, whatever green and white is in um, Verdi and something else. Is it Branco or is that Portuguese? Anyway, um, green and Brigata, green and white, meaning that's, oh man, honestly, right? I don't know what it is, right? It's probably the caffeine withdrawal of fatigue, but my brain is, just has holes in it like Swiss cheese. But anyway, big up those young lads. And um, I'm trying to get it, reach out and get a hold of them. And um, 
just try and get them on here and ask them like how this has happened and why they've chosen to do that because it's it's good to see it's good to see that young people especially in somewhere like Blythe which has a Tory MP which like anybody who knows the area's history is just mental um it's nice to see a rejection of that locally specifically from young people and actually displaying that within the ground and being able to feel like they can as well right just want to say good morning to Linda who Glasgow's saying he's going prepper mode I'm already doing it already on it <laughs> and I think people should prepare Joanne saying must admit I haven't paid enough attention to the catastrophes in Africa um it's hard man it's hard to do because there's so much going on um shouts to Jez um was and Gareth and I hope I haven't missed anybody Carlos there, there you go all the best now Right, I'm just going to throw this up on the screen. I'll come back to some of yours as well. So on the screen, it's got let that shit go, crossed out. Underneath, be with that shit, deal with that shit, heal from that shit. And then when you're ready, let that shit go. What I want to talk about is this, right? As somebody who's qualified as a counsellor, right? I'm not saying I'm qualified to talk about this particular thing, but we're getting there. We've spent years right talking about it's time to talk everybody let's talk about it talk 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 talky talk talk talky talk and the funky bunch let's all talk talk let's talk about how we're feeling talk now it's just come on man let that shit go everybody's moved on you know do you imagine how like damaging that is from people who can't move on because of long covid absolutely off the fucking nut and I'm like not playing the memory hole game, as you may have noticed. So this was from, I'll just read it anyway. This is a quote. An estimated one in 10 infections results in post-COVID conditions, suggesting that hundreds of millions of people will need longer-term care. That's the World Health Organization. Essentially, the World Health Organization are saying we are heading for a mass disabling event. Many of us have been saying this for quite some time. This applies to absolutely everybody reading this now, by the way. What I'd also like to point out is, right, that quote was a year ago. We were heading for it a year ago. It's happening. And all this memory hole, let this go. It can't happen. And I know I keep repeating this, but I have to because it needs to, like, get through. I mean, maybe this is just me. Maybe I should stop caring this much about other people's health and lives. I don't know, but I just don't get it or understand, right? How people aren't like, oh yeah, like things like this are really bad. Check this new stuff, right? This is from Kate Pritchard. New COVID variant triggers symptoms before positive tests, complicating diagnoses. The GN1 COVID-19 variant, now the dominant strain, may result in delayed positive test results on home antigen tests. There's a need to adapt our testing strategies. Rewind may result in delayed positive test results on home antigen tests. So you know how people, and we've been saying this for a while, and I've just seen this, like, you know, nobody says fucking COVID anymore. It's not Candyman, right? If you say it three times, it's not going to come and infect you, right? But what will infect you is completely fucking just go and move on. I'm going out of me fucking mind. I've been going out of my mind. Right, look at this. Look at this on the screen. On the left, somebody fit, healthy. On the right, somebody who just looks like somebody in the back of a tab box. 
Anyway, this is what this person's saying. This is why I'm taking part in the upcoming long COVID event. This is why I'm fighting so hard against anyone who says long COVID isn't real. I was a dancer, a gymnast, a rock climber, a teacher, and so much more. Long COVID stole everything. I'm not going to let it steal my life. Firstly, big up that person. Secondly, right? Fucking, this is not just about clinically vulnerable people. It's as much of a myth throughout this entire pandemic as like sanitizing your hands for an airborne virus. I mean, I'd sanitize my hands still, but it's for other viruses, you know? So I thought, right, and like I was talking to my partner about this the other day, and she said the same. We thought that people would just learn from this, and it's not happened. It's got worse, worse and worse and worse, and it just fucking takes the piss, like. This captures what I think. The Yeti of Kanan Askis or something, um, at Lord of the Yeti One on Twitter. You can't socially manipulate your way out of a pandemic. Bullying, ghosting, and shaming anyone who even talks about COVID does nothing to make it go away. You can declare yourself the winner and the virus will still be there. It's a physical reality, not a concept you don't like. I'm going to keep talking about this and I'm going to, if I have to, destroy this entire platform doing it. And that'll not be about me, will it? It'll not be about me. It'll be about like people's response to this. You would not believe the fucking absolute nonsery I have to hear in regards to this topic in my personal and professional life. It's fucking nuts. Here's some more. Long COVID and impaired cognition, more evidence and more work to do. Um, NEJM.org. Jim the Hermit um, passes this. A three-point drop in IQ for people who had mild COVID symptoms for over 12 weeks and symptoms now resolved. A further two-point drop on reinfection. I live among students, seeing none of them mask in years. If only they knew. If only public health would warn them. I, I, when I was at the acute stage, I couldn't even fucking think. Like, you know, it was, was that last that was on before, who looks like a, the back of a tab box now because of long COVID, right? He was active and fit. I guarantee you, right? Like, and this is not a, a boast. It's just a fucking fact. I guarantee you, at least cardio, I was fit more fit than most people listening to this when it happened to me. So it's not clinically vulnerable people, and that's a complete fucking myth, and it's been designed to not only fucking, like, like other people and turn them into, like, some kind of social pariahs, it's to fucking basically just actually fuck this, man. I do this every day, right? Every fucking day. And I'm more frustrated now than I have been at any part of this pandemic, as you can probably tell. The results of all these fucking studies, man, are so blatant, right? So blatant. The fuck, man? The fuck is wrong with people, man? It's like that guy was saying there, people trying to bully and ghost people out of this fucking reality is just the nuttiest shit I've ever seen in my life, and it's a packed fucking field, let me tell you, packed. We're even in a world now where we've got people going on fucking Joe Rogan, Brett Weinstein, reviving, like, deeply discredited conspiracy theories about HIV, and it's fucking deliberate, let's be honest, right? Because there's a move towards, um, obviously, there's links between like uh, the study show, and if you listen or watch for a long time, you will know. 
the way infections, especially repeat ones, work on the immune system is similar to how HIV works on the immune system. Like it, it disables it. It stops it from working effectively. And then other diseases sweep in. And those are the things that fuck you up. The only reason this is happening the way it is, is because of the interests of capitalism. And one of the reasons, as I keep fucking banging on about, right? And I'm nah, there's people out there, right? Ill now and going, oh, I don't know what this mystery virus could be. I fucking saw your stories in that, man. You are switched on people. It's all right to say COVID. As we've fucking seen earlier on, these fucking tests are about as much use as a chocolate fire guard, right? If you take them once. That's where we're at now. And that's what we've been saying for a while. The strains and variants, because they've been allowed to rip, are just escaping testing. It shouldn't be too hard to fucking figure out because like with a rapidly fucking mutating virus, right? How the actual fuck was it going to go any other way? So what the fuck, man? I'm not do. I'm not. I'm not fucking doing this, right? And fucking like having people like laugh at us for it, right? Trust me. Trust me. I'll have me fucking day for this because I'm not the meltier. I'm not the one who's fucking weak here. And if I have to burn this shit to the fucking ground, this platform, by pissing people off with the truth, that's not my fault. It's still the truth. And we're allowed to be frustrated five years in because people can't get the fucking nuts around this. Fucking bullshit, man. Right, so what we got? Who's a boot? Uh, um, Joanne's saying, I got symptoms... A negative result on the Wednesday, another negative result on the Thursday. Didn't get a positive result for two full days after symptoms appeared. At Linda, that's my understanding. That's kind of, I haven't seen Linda's comment. I'll, I'll actually go back to that first. Right, hold tight. Do, do. Can you explain what it means, please? Delayed. Right. Pulling it up. Delayed positive test results. It's literally as simple as that. Like, it's like you could have the symptoms and whatever, right? I don't know if it has to get to a certain viral load. I don't know the intricacies of it. Um, but what I do know is what it what it says there. And if that's not like feeding into like, you know, somebody will take a test once, I'm fine. You know, we would all do that. I've done that. But these are the things, right? If the public health messaging isn't going out and it's left to fucking dafties like like me to rant about the fucker, that's not going to really reach everybody, is it? So it's like, what do you do? What do we do? How do we do it? I'm trying to work this out, right? One of the other things I wanted to pull up, right? People are trying to put a lot of these effects of COVID, which there is strong supporting evidence for, down to lockdown. Lockdown, lockdown, fucking lockdown. Now, for the record, right, I don't want another lockdown. Fuck a lockdown. We can cheaply clean the air. It was £120 million for every class and classroom in Britain. And it's you've got these tits wiping their feet. So anyway, lockdowns. London, on the, on the screen is people swimming in the ornamental ponds at Battersea Park. 31st of July, 2020, the hottest day of the year so far leads families to swim in ornamental ponds in Battersea Park as a way of cooling down. 
the pools of clear warning signs saying danger and do not enter the, the water. The, the ease lockdown continues for the coronavirus, blah, fucking blah. Right. Point being was shown that is, right? There's this whole narrative in the Telegraph and like just all the fucking like cunto billionaire press, right? About lockdowns being responsible for drops in IQ of kids and all that. It's fucking COVID. It's literally the virus, and there's reams of support and evidence, like absolutely reams of it. This came out yesterday, right? Something like just under 50% of, of infections in kids, right? And you can see the MRIs on the screen lead to brain abnormalities. I had a large right, on, like from Sunderland, I remember, on our page going fucking mental at us, trying to bully us and all this shit. Um, because he believes what the, what people were told at the start of the pandemic, that, like, it's mild in children. That should be a nail in the coffin out of all the other nails in the coffin of support and evidence, which shows that it's everybody. This isn't like the HIV crisis, right? Because it was sexually transmitted. This is fucking airborne. Airborne. And we've got people trying to, like, minimise, like, the most basic of protections. And again, it's not about clinical. Listen, you know if you've been here a while, as soon as I came back from this couple of years ago, like from, from it and started easing myself back in, and I've had my slump since and had to take breaks because that's the nature of this, right? As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, man, clinically vulnerable people, clinically vulnerable people. It's not that anymore. And... What do you fucking do, man? Like, people are, are like West, absolutely West, man. Right, let's see what more comments are about from Yees. Morning, David Teasdale. Nice to see you. Linda's saying, I managed to get through to two people this week and totally passed off three. Mate, that's brilliant. That is absolutely fantastic. And I'm very, very proud of you. And, um, you have, and others as well have kept me doing this because to see somebody who's as across this as I am is rare, I mean, at least in my life. And um, I thank you very much for it, for just keeping us in the game because you, yeah, you're one of the key people that has. Joanne says, I felt so sorry for myself. I took my bed for four days, so I was in effect isolating before I tested positive. Good for you. I think that's the only way. but. I mean, people in work and whatever just don't seem to want to know. Linda, they will never have another lockdown. Good. I didn't fucking want one. I hate it. I, 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 I am all for freedom as long as it doesn't like hurt anybody else. Unfortunately, now we know about clean air and we know that respirators really work and we've got virales and we're developing a lot more as we go on. We know the Novavax virus is like really good and it's, um, still has about 65% um, efficacy after a year. That just come out this week. So it's all good. You know, there's there's all good things happening. Can you imagine what it'd be like if we didn't have these things? So look at it like this, right? It's not um, a sprint. This is a marathon. And the people who truly outlast and the true strong ones are the people who will mask and the people who will clean the air and the people who will adapt to this game of survival of the fittest. Also, the other people are the ones who care about other people too. You know, that's 
needed um and i'm not having this like ghosting and bullying of people because nobody's fucking bullying me for this i don't care who you are if i know you personally or not do not in your fucking life try and bully me into going to things or doing stuff if that invitation does not come with here's the steps that i am taking because i'm across this here's the assurances for you person who has a 60% more chance of being absolutely fucking wellied for life if I was to get infected again. And that's a fact. We don't know if that's forever, but it's a fact right now. Honestly, I just don't understand it. Sam's in the house. Nice to see you, Sam Freeman. Viral load is the tipping point. Don't talk to me about lockdowns. Regards, Melbourne, BIC, Australia. I won't, Sam. I fucking hate them. We don't need them. We need clean air. That's literally the way out of this, and it's so cheap to install. Right, Jenny Schramm, nice to see you, pal. Managed to convince my son's teacher to get a HEPA filter for her house. Get in. Put it to her about getting them in school. She's going to talk to TPA about fundraiser. Keep us posted, Jenny, because I should be able to help you and put you in touch with certain people. Um, and also, you know, if you need any studies or whatever, studies are us out here. Slazny, bother. Nice to see you. Happy days. All the best here. Dai says, quite rightly, we are all clinically vulnerable individuals now. We are. Like, well, we'll, we'll all have a level of, like, damage unless we've been completely, like, disconnected from people. We all are. So it's like, you know, mass delusion will change because, you know, I would say this all the time about loads of topics. Reality is a habit of um, dissolving delusion. I wish it would fucking hurry up, though, to be honest, because if that's the only way around it, and I wish no ill on people, but, like, however, like, loads of work, like, listening, watching this now, not just me, like, people in the comments now, we've all, all give this the best of goes. We really have in our, like, we've given this the very best of goes, and um, I'm going to still do that, because, like Linda says, I know it's getting through. It's just I'm a man in a hurry, and I don't feel it's quick enough, but I've been like that all my life, so what are you going to do? What you gonna do? I'm going at the hornet's nest, me. I just want to um, finish with this because I thought it was bloody interesting. If anybody has seen um, the film about the Bar de Meinhof, that's the Red Army Faction. So anyway, this is from The Guardian. Red Army Faction militant arrested in Germany after decades on the run, Kate Connolly's article. Remember the RAF has been arrested in Germany after more than three decades on the run. Daniela Kletter is one of three members of the so-called third generation of the far-left urban guerrilla organization who had been in hiding since the 1990s. Right, before we go on, and I think this is like bloody obvious, man. How on earth, how on earth were they on the run for Three bloody decades. Three. Now, I saw somebody quizzed on this, right, on uh, Deutsche Welle, which I actually watch as a news source, but, you know, take it as any other bloody news source. And um, they were questioned about, like, well, how did they... Well, on the run for 30 years. And it was just some mealy-mouthed, like, propaganda response from the... Um, from that person around, oh, you know, there's this underground network which has been like, you know, the whole far left and all of that. <laughs> Gee, is there? <that> wonderful. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll go on. Right. Let's see what's going on with this person. 
The 65-year-old uh, wanted for attempted murder, a series of armed robberies and other offences. Coletta was arrested in Berlin on Monday after a raid carried out by officers from Lower Saxony and Berlin police and involving Europol. The 65-year-old is being held in custody, having been brought before a judge in Verdun, Lower Saxony. The arrest came after a television programme, Act Zeichen XY, the German equivalent of UK's Crime Watch, recently profiled the trio and was led by investigators in Lower Saxony, where many robberies took place in 99 and 2016. The robberies are not believed to have been acts of terrorism, but are suspected of financing the fugitives' lives underground. The program led to 250 tip-offs from Grasses about the suspect's possible whereabouts, Grass. Police had offered an award of €150,000 for any information leading to the whereabouts of the three. Kletter's fellow suspects, Ernst Volker Staub and Burkhard Garveg, are still believed to be on the run. Fly, eagle, soar, soar on the wings of freedom. Sorry, I just needed to sing a song. The RAF, also known as the Bader Meinhof Gang, after its founding members, Andreas Bader and Ulrike Meinhof, styled really well as well. Like, look at the wonderful jackets and haircuts they had. Ulrike Meinhof was behind a campaign of terror in what was then West Germany in the 1970s and 80s, involving attacks, kidnappings, and murders. The group is believed to have been responsible for about 30 murders and for injuring another 200 people. The attacks reached the peak in the so-called German autumn of 1977, when a nationwide search was launched to locate the group's members. Fortunately, um, they can't dob me in for that as I was born um, earlier that year and wouldn't have been able to <laughs> fucking hell. Um, no, that's not for me. But anyway, 30 years on the run, man. That's crazy. Um, I just wanted to like tell you this because if you don't know about Bader Meinhof and all of that time, um, there's some class documentaries and also a film um, with actors playing these figures. And um, I just love the whole lore of the the left and all of the like what drives people to doing those kind of things, you know. Um, it was it was interesting because you know different time, different place, different people. Um, but the lad who set himself on fire this week, it's like you know speaks to the psychology of those extreme acts, you know. Um, and obviously, I know a bit about the bottom mine off and why they say they decided to, you know, commit the acts that they did, violent acts, you know, self-immolation is a violent protest act, as is murder of key officials and things of that nature. So I just wanted to, like, throw that up. I just thought that was crazy that, like, you know, somebody's been caught this further down the line. And also, there's a couple of eagles soaring in the wind. Do, 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 we're soaring in the wind. One thing here, Sam Freeman, COVID four times, less pain each time. I'm pleased to hear it, dude. Um, do you know about what repeat infections do to your vascular system and other things internally? Because it's not just about the initial infection. reason I'm telling you this is not to frighten you. reason I'm telling you this is um, stop getting fucking infected, mate. Fours is a lot. It's a lot. Um, especially if they were close together. So that's not good. So I know it was less pain each time, brother, but please, please stop getting infected. Same as everybody. Please stop getting infected. Do not do it. Put that considerable energy into doing things like Jenny Schramm's doing, getting the bloody um, HEPA filters at the teachers' houses and in schools. Um, 
Jenny, there's one of the things, like, and for anybody else listening to this, schools were given uh, CO2 monitors um, earlier on in the pandemic, but they were given no training or any real awareness of, like, what the phone, how to use them. Um, so tell them to get, like, look for where the Aronet 4s are. I think they'll have Aronet 4s. Um, and give us a shout if you want to know how to use it properly and that kind of stuff, and I'll pass you on some information and whatever. Seriously, Aronet 4s um, and HEPA filters are the way out of this. Just let's let's do that. And please, everybody, as I said, stop getting bloody infected. It's no good. And um, we're going to have a bloody work cut out helping people in the next sort of like this next period, as we've seen with the World Health Organization, man. Like, we're here. It was a year ago that was said about the mass disabling event. We are here. And we've just been in the America's just been in the second biggest wave and is starting to come out of it. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a jump back up. Anyway, here's more soundtracks from the edge of the apocalypse. I'm gonna get myself away. Um, I'm actually going off to do some cleaning, sweeping up, that kind of thing. Good for the soul. See you later. <laughs>